good? Oh, Bill. I thought you said Skylar Heinrichs. Oh, man. Oops. Um... <sighs> uh, Say, I've got to ask, man. I've got to ask because I have a new uh, hobby in my life. Uh, Well, same hobby, but uh, new variation of it. Okay. Go on. So, what bands are you listening to these days? Because, dang it, I just just jumped into the past and cracked open a new band, and I'm digging it. Uh Uh-oh. Wow, these days, I'm I'm staying pretty... Up to date. I'm listening to the new Kendrick Lamar album, uh, as I should be. Um, Deaf Heaven. Uh, you know what? I, the problem is I'm I'm kind of going backwards too, and like finding these really old like '90s albums that nice. I'm super into. Uh, but when I listen to them, you know, I'm just I'm not on the same plane as anybody else today. I'm I'm stuck a decade back. So what's this? <laughs> Where are you at? You know, I'm uh, I'm not in the 90s. I'm still in the... I'm in the 2000... I mean, maybe 2010 or so. Um, okay. You might appreciate this since you lived in, uh, in Northern California for a while. Vampire Weekend. Okay. Man, okay. alive. And I've liked them for a while, but I've just been listening to them and this other band on repeat uh, like crazy lately. And I just dig it, man. It's yeah, yeah. There's something about it. it speaks to the soul. It's it seems like your speed. Uh, it's it's, gosh, it's fun music. Uh, who's the other band I'm thinking of? Uh, like Real Estate. You ever listen to them? No. They're they're kind of like a, a toned down Vampire Weekend. Nice. Really chill. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. I think I think you'd be into that. Uh, maybe on Sundays and uh, some Tuesdays. But yeah. Well, in that Probably case, not, I'll try them not tonight. On Fridays. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess this is the the perfect night for that. So, what <laughs> what what brought you back into this? Um, I don't know. It it, it kind of seems to me like there's I have a certain rotation of bands. I uh, I go from you know from genre to genre depending on what my mood is for the, like this current two weeks mm-hmm. or so, maybe mm-hmm. a month or whatever. And then all of a sudden I'll I'll change and I'll go to something else that I already know and love, but just want to spend more time on. Yeah. So you you fall into like one band, one or two bands at a time. Dude, with, I do. That usually fit within a certain genre. Yeah, just like just like the Japanese house a couple a couple episodes ago. Yeah, there you go. I I still dig the Japanese house, but I don't really listen to it right now. Okay. I just uh, stick with Vampire Weekend. My other one currently is Broken Bells. Broken Bells. They are Broken also Bells. kind of alternative, super chill. Um, man, alive. They have a self-titled album from, I think, 2010 or so. And, man, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Is this just a recent discovery, or is this this is another one that's been in it's your library that, for a while, but now you're, yeah, that, you're really picking that, it up? Yeah, exactly. Another one that I knew that I liked, um, I just went back to them. So it's fun to okay. revisit those sometimes. Yeah, you know, the, the problem that I find is that uh, I have too many playlists, especially now that like my whole library is in Spotify. And so sometimes I'll listen to albums the whole way through. And when I do, it's I find that it's like a really rewarding, it's a more rewarding way to listen to music. Uh, a lot of but, times, yeah. But... Then there are those times where it's just like listening to to random compilations that you've made, and you, I don't know, maybe you, you don't like stick with the mood. You're, you're kind of like, you can't get into a, a trance or like find the music that fits your mood. You're just jumping around, and it leaves you scatterbrained a little bit. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting the way that uh, music kind of affects our moods or... Or the way it's a catalyst to make our mood like better or worse. Yeah, in some cases. You know, it reminds me of. Uh, I read an article once about. Uh, I I can't exactly remember it, but maybe it was it was about like the blues and saying that when you're feeling down, you know, you listen to the blues. You you kind of listen to music to match your mood. That's more effective than like if I'm. 
if I'm uh, feeling a little out of it to listen to like some extremely upbeat music like that usually doesn't work to improve your mood really you have to listen to music that matches your mood at the time yeah yeah that is interesting which i i kind of see and on the other hand i know that i've got a few standbys that i go to to like put myself in a certain mindset but i find that that's somewhat true like if the music that resonates most with me will be the music that matches the way I'm feeling, not the way that I want to be feeling. Yeah, embrace that roller point. coaster called life. There you go. Wow. The National is a good uh, a good band for when you're down. Then there you go. There you go. Oh, did it. Yeah, that's a that's a band that sometimes I will just not touch with a a long uh, pole, as one <laughs> will not do. And yeah. then yeah, other other times it's a warm blanket. Yeah, exactly. Man, yeah, it's cool though. Are you still riding your bike? Are you still boy? Oh boy, bicycling? I am. Okay. You know what? I've, I I want to tell you about a gadget, but oh yeah, you know, please. I want to hear what you had to say first, though. Okay, make sure to remember that thought. Write it down or something. I want to hear this. Mm-hmm. So let me type this, it. Man, Hold this on. past Saturday I'm still was. <laughs> Bill, you want to type that for him? Gad. Okay. All right, go ahead. Man, this past Saturday was one of, I've got to say it, it it was one of the best Saturdays that I've had in a long time. Wow. It was very bike-centric, and basically what I did, I I won't spend too much time on this, but man, it was just excellent. First of all, the weather was perfect. There was hardly any wind. Um, I mean, beautiful day, probably 70 degrees. So you couldn't go wrong riding the bike around. So I took like a, like my typical, you know, eight mile ride or so on the local hike and bike trail to, to that park out to the West Mm -hmm. and, uh, really enjoyed that. Oh, I was also hung over a little bit because I met up with some buddies that were in town just for the weekend the night before. That, that makes it better though, doesn't it? It really does (laughs) in a weird way. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was kind of a fun way to like try to kill the hangover, mm-hmm. but, uh, I don't know that, that didn't really get in the way though. So, so I, uh, I took that typical like eight mile ride to the park on the, on the trail. So that allowed me to really go as fast as I wanted to and just get in the zone, which was awesome. So that's a, that's a damn good start. And then from there, I... I got a couple blocks from my house, and I was thinking, well, I've been uh, I've been considering making some upgrades on my bike. Why don't I just? I've got time right now. Why don't I just ride down to the bike store? It's called the bike shed. Life hack. And uh, yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, just just make these upgrades. So I rode down there. I just took a little detour did, and just rode across town. What did took, you get? Did you get like a clothespin and a deck of cards? <laughs> Yeah, now I sound like a real motorcycle. <laughs> you don't have to do it with your mouth quite as loud. You only have to do it when you're starting up. Yeah, it doesn't dry my mouth out as much. <laughs> what sort of upgrades? I'm interested. I got, yeah, I got, uh, well, right before I had one, uh, like, storage pouch that's, like, right in the front of the bike, and I can put my wallet and my keys uh any like maintenance gear that I need, an extra yeah. tube and stuff like that, um, and keep all that oh, stuff. Okay, a tire tube. I was like, <laughs> just a, an off-purpose tube. Yeah, a plastic pipe. I guess straw. <laughs> okay, this makes more sense. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I was I was thinking about getting an additional like pouch that goes under my seat, under the back of my seat. And I, mm-hmm. I ended up getting that and putting it on. And so now I have that with all of my maintenance gear, like my, uh, the tire tube, the uh, like flat patch kit, just in case I get a flat tire um, yeah. and I'm 20 miles away from home. So, Which, it, uh, oh, and you're gonna come up on the season of sandburrs out there. I, oh I, used, to, I used to ride that path a lot uh, and 
there was there was a month where I just didn't go because every time and I got out to the uh, the arch once, mm-hmm. right the uh, the midway point, which is a point where you turn around to come home, flat yep. tire, had to carry my bike back, oh. not carry it but hold it up on one wheel so I didn't bend the rim or anything because I had a road bike. Oh, man. so let me That's tell you worst. about walking uphill both ways to school. <laughs> right. Good thing you got your little bike taint pouch with your main exactly because man that, that really does come in handy and uh you don't you don't want to have like the slime tube tires either that's a mess no or maybe you, you know do. i don't know i don't even know man it, it's a tough one especially do you, now do you have a road bike like skinny tires or do you have a mountain bike i have the happy medium i have a hybrid Ooh, yes so yes. it has it has like medium sized or medium width tires, but go. it also has a lockout suspension. I'm into Man. that. It's so handy. I love it. That's a uh, that's a good that's a good combo right there. It does this, the trick. Uh, oh, I did want to say. Okay, so I also found that when I used to run all the time, uh, nights after I went out drinking, um, the morning after, if I went on a run the morning after. I had totally great runs, uh, running runs, you know. Oh, the, oh, those runs. Not the beer kind, but I. And then I, what book was this? I think it was Born to Run, um, you know, where there's there's like this uh, tribe of people down in Mexico who like run as part of their culture. Um, but anyway, they drink like this really kind of weak beer, weak. Uh, what's it called? Some some sort of alcohol made of like corn. It's like it would be like our equivalent of a very weak beer. But they drink a lot of this, and it's just carb loading before you go out. Yeah. And yeah, it's just carb loading is all it is. But then also just sweating feels amazing after uh, a night like that. Yep. And this Agreed. this gadget this gadget that I was so excited to tell you about. Um, yes, please. So I I fall for a lot of. Uh, Gadgets that could probably be found in like your Sky Mall, your Sharper Image gadgets at your local JC Pennies. Um, the creative ones that you don't see every day. Yeah, which are mostly garbage. Um, <laughs> but I, I bought kind of an expensive version of bone conduction headphones. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, these no. Are, okay, these are these are headphones that sit on your. Um, where is it at? It's just in front in your jaw? of your ear. Kind of kind of on the top of your jaw, between the top of your jaw and your ear. So they don't actually go <laughs> in your ear. Yeah. So and they, they, vibrate they vibrate your bone? Exactly. Oh, and, my. Well, so it sounds a little cooler than it probably is, and it does sort of sound like you're listening to everything through a tin can. Um, but... For any sort of yard work, or if I'm running, or if I still biked, and this is the important one, I think these would be ideal because you can hear everything going on around you, even more so uh. than like open ear headphones, or even you know like your standard um, headphones that don't have like the the nice rubber tips. You can hear right. everything, and which is super important for biking. Oh, for sure. And well, and for and for running, if you're running on a trail, people are passing you all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. But I I wanted to pass this along to you because I got a pair of these things and I just love them. And you can also wear earplugs with them when you want to shut out all the noise. Like if I'm mowing the lawn, and oh, I want to. Yeah, you bet. And you don't have to turn them so, up super loud. They're Bluetooth. They're blue bluef. So. <laughs> What do these things look like, and how do they, they attach to your face? They, uh, <laughs> well, you, you have to like them. drill them into your bone. Oh, into your tear duct. You you put a wire through your tear duct, and, <laughs> and it comes out your nostril, and uh, you just zip tie that thing <laughs> around your jaw. No, they're just they're just like um, they're like uh, they're Bluetooth, so they're uh, and they're small, right? They're not they're they're about the size of regular earbuds. They just sit in front of your ear if that makes sense and yeah. so the pair that i have like wrap around my head they're kind of like it's like a really springy material titanium or something that keeps its shape and always like stays t- 
tight around my head. So it's so a band. It's it's a band, and it you know it pushes the little vibrating pads against your ear. I'm making it okay. sound very uncomfortable, but no, I'm telling no, you this this is perfect for for you. So the band goes o- over the top of your head or behind it? Behind it. So I'll just send you my Amazon affiliate link, and I will post this. <laughs> I will buy three of them. Yes, please do, please do. No, I'll send you a link, but great technology. Man. And I I want to say that uh, I, I've tried another pair at one point, and they sucked. And it's it's only this pair that is good, but they're somewhat pricey. If I remember right, they were like 70 bucks, but totally worth it. Bluetooth, pretty good battery time. Oh, well, you know what? Yeah. Um, that That's excellent. Sorry to interrupt here, but... Man, for uh, for both snowboarding and riding my bike, I've always thought Ooh, um, having some music going would be just so great. But I don't want to cover my ears and just engulf all of my hearing and music. Right. If I could right. find some happy medium, then I would I would do it. So up to this point, I've never never used music in either snowboarding or riding my bike. But man, Gosh. that'd be awesome. Well, Sounds this cool. Is, this is where things change for you, but. I don't. I don't know if you can wear them with uh, a helmet, though. That might be kind of tricky. Mm. But so so I don't know if you have uh, a full-on skater's helmet for your bike, or if you're you're rocking one of those things that really only protects like the top inch of your head, but is very long and like oval-shaped with a teardrop on the back. That sort of a thing. <laughs> um, but I don't know if it. I don't know if it'll work. What about with a bike helmet? A normal, well, see, that's what's what's a normal bike helmet, though. Uh, man, it, it depends. How 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 thin is this uh, band? It's very thin. It's very thin, see, but it goes straight back behind. Like if you were to draw a line from your eyes to the back of your. Oh, head. that's right. It goes behind. Yeah. 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 No, not through your tear ducts. That was. Dude, that was bike a very helmet. Good joke. <laughs> Well, yeah, see, see, I was still picturing it going over the top of your head, but bike oh. helmet, I have a feeling it would be fine because those, those don't go down too low. Yeah, and you have a, a little bit of wiggle room where you can, like, move the band up and down on the back of your head and they can kind of sit at a weird angle and you'll still hear them. And again, oh, the, the quality of these things are not going to blow you away, right? You're, you're going to miss a little bit of your bass, but it's good, it, especially for any sort of, like, audiobooks or podcasts. Any talk audio is super good. Okay. Man, yeah. that'd be great to incorporate some audio into my bike rides. Right, and I wish I would have had these when I when I ran. Um, and I, you, you probably experienced this where you're coming up on, on runners and you ring your bell or uh, you put on your, your card muffler and yep. the, you're, you're coming up to the left. But yep. They don't move. I was once one of those people. Oh man! But I I encounter those people every single day. Okay, you know what though? I always felt like I stayed to the right of the trail pretty well. And okay, that's that's good. In that case, dude, wear uh, wear big old over the ear ear headphones. Yeah, you know, I mean, but yeah, but at that here, point you don't really need need to hear. But no. if you're if you're three runners taking up the whole path, and you all have headphones on. Dude, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah, we need to get out of the way. I get that. But even even when I would stay on my side of this perfectly wide trail with enough room for three runners to run uh, in a flying V formation, yep. like the, it's like there were still these bicyclists who would think that they're ghosts or something where <laughs> if they could somehow pedal so fast and so close to me, <laughs> when they when they pass me that like their molecular fabric will expand as their speed increases that they will just pass through me and like it's not that they would clip me with their little you know mirror that they have way out on the on the side of their handlebars <laughs> on their face. Yeah. but i would feel the wind from them so hard. really yeah yeah That's there, not there cool. are some of those gosh there there's some of those people on that trail and they're Can they're the ones that are wearing these uh, full body spandex suits, right? And you know they they have like the special glasses where you have a mirror like that you can see behind you, and 
they're uh, they're not standing up on their bike, right? They're like leaned over. They're at like a downward dog angle on their bike. Yeah, they're laying they're forward. 50. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can we call that a passive aggressive pass? Wow, that's kind of what it is, right? That's pretty good. That's pretty good, and that's it's totally them, uh, what it is. It's 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 them creating a rivalry where there is none. But you know, yeah. maybe they were soured by people by runners like you're saying who were running in a. Uh, I don't know, a uh, spread formation. <laughs> Man, if you ask me, those pads are meant to be shared, but I think everyone just needs to be respectful on them. And you don't, I mean, I always always encounter people who just don't quite get the rules. Yeah. I was actually well, talking to my dad the other day about that, um, about what sorts of upgrades could be, ha- could be done. Um, you know, I was in Lincoln uh, not too long ago riding my riding my bike in a like tour to brew thing where you ride to different breweries and drink a bunch of beers and whatnot super fun and um but i noticed that they have a center line down their path down the entire path and they have like over a hundred miles of bike path okay So, so they have a center yellow line and then some signage that says hey stay to the right unless you're passing that's that's most smart, but it's also like upsetting that people on that path can't just figure it out without the help oh. of of that line. But it's I totally get it. I totally get Man, it. Man, I think you need to cater to the weakest link. <sighs> Isn't that the problem with everything? It is. Boy, oh boy. Man, good stuff though. Well, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a good it's a good problem to have though because that means that people are actually getting out and doing stuff. Yeah. It, I, yeah, I guess it is. And maybe these bicyclists were just, like, experiencing the uh, endorphin rush that you, you probably had on Saturday. Feeling really cool, and maybe they had bone conduction headphones, and they were hitting their favorite song at the right yeah. time. Who knows? Man, I'm, yeah. I will be looking into those bone conduction headphones. I will probably buy some. Please do. Please do. Feel free to use mine. Just wipe them off, please. Yeah, no, uh, no cheek wax on there. Cheek wax. It's uh, they they do uh, one thing is if you wear them for like an hour or two. I, I wear them a lot when I do uh, when I'm fixing up the house. And if I wear them for more than like two hours and I take them off, uh, I will like I'll feel like they're still there for an hour to two hours afterwards. Hmm. And I will like grab for them and like. <laughs> think like well why are they turned off or why is the volume down or like you know whatever so i will repeatedly you know you'll brush the side of your face after wearing (laughs) this like the phantom vibe when a cell phone is no longer in your pocket that's exactly what it is yes (laughs) that's cool yeah well that's a something you just got to get used to it sounds like it's it sounds like it's a worth worth having that afterwards though i mean it, it just sounds like a damn cool technology it is, and uh, it's it's not so uh, uber douchey that you'll look like someone walking around with Google Glass on. Right. Uh, you'll, you'll get some or looks. Or Bluetooth head. What's yeah. that? Yeah. Well, they are Bluetooth. <laughs> 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 I mean, the, like the one, one-sided one earpiece. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get, I get hey, some looks on, in Chief. the gym. Hey, yeah. hold on, Chief. i got to take this call. Oh, man. There, there's still a lot of people who do that at my gym. To take calls in front of the weight racks, and yeah, how you doing, oh, chief? Man. And then you know, I look over at them and like nod, and they're not—they're not talking to me. Like they're, <laughs> but they say, "How you doing, chief?" Like two feet away from me, and okay. And it's just so, too bad. Yeah. Speaking of uh, of passing lanes, I was uh, in bike lanes. I I did follow home a, a student driver today. Oh, and ouch. Just, just wanted to note that it's very interesting to watch how their angles are so different. You know, their velocity and their angles are so different from a normal driver. Their angles. Not, yeah, not, not the, yeah, not that they drive wrong, but if they're switching lanes, it's not like it's not like you or I where it's just you know two or three seconds and we're in the other lane. It's, it's a process of blinker on slow down quite a bit probably and veer into that other lane very slowly right two three four five and we're good 
and turn the blinker off and resume normal speed. There were a lot of things like that going on. But and I just it's easy that's easy for us to say because we've both been driving for 13 years. Well, this is true, but it, it makes me think like when when does that point come when like your car or your bike in in your case maybe becomes like an extension of you right and you're just wearing this like mech warrior suit and you become like uh, to me i i don't know i i get in a car and i feel like i'm a more hostile and probably more confident but less compassionate and more irritable person yeah same here entitled yeah, it's when does that? Ha- how many how how many hours until that that kid who was driving that car gets to that point? Well, I think it's a matter of spending enough hours in the car where you know that people are just sometimes dicks on the road. That's right. And so you become. I mean, so you become like no longer defensive, but you you sort of become a little more offensive. Like you want to take take getting to your destination into your own hands. Yeah. And you have to be a, a dick among dicks. Yeah, exactly. What does it dog have to be? Dog eat dog world. Yeah, well, you, at least me, I feel like I get in my car and there's a just maybe a slight boost of, like, testosterone and, like, a, yeah. a little bit of a, I don't know. Like, I, I'll get angry at anybody on the road. Like, Granny, stay in your lane or I will, you know, look over and pucker my lips and scowl at you with... <laughs> The force of a thousand entitled white men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I've never, I've never actually thought thought about that too much. Yeah, it makes never, sense. I mean, I am, I am a different person behind the wheel. Yeah, just, just, just take a moment to, to just. Next time you just sit in your car, just think for a moment about like how you would react to someone who walked in your personal space compared to someone who drives in your personal space what you assume to be your personal space. Like, you know, Nebraska will probably be like, oh, if someone passes you, you know, too close just on the sidewalk, you'll be like, oh, 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 oh. But in the car, you know, there's honking and there's very, very angry looks and it's just easier to get worked up that much faster, I guess. Well, you're dealing with a lot more poundage, a lot more uh, weight to potentially injure people and whatnot, so I think there's more potentially more emotions involved, or more uh, more at stake, I guess. Whereas if you know if you if you accidentally bump shoulders with someone passing by, it's like, oh, sorry, dude. Unless he's a you know one of those guys who's like, hey, watch where you walking, <laughs> <laughs> something like that, but. But if you do that driving, then it's a big deal, and you have to call the cops. And that's true, but that's that's why we all have insurance, I guess. Too, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Have this you ever is... been in a car accident? I have. I've been in a few. I've been in one that I caused, and I've been in two that I didn't. And it is a it's a pain in the butt. See, I I have been fortunate enough to never have had one. What? Really? Um, that's that's. Whoa. But, in in a weird way, I'm I'm 29 now. I kind of wish that I would have had one by now, just so that I know <laughs> the process. Because I, dude, I I don't understand like what the heck I would do. You just all you do is you just pull out your insurance card and you call that number, and you trade insurance information with the other person, right? And you probably could have guessed that. Like if I would have asked you, what do you think you you would do? You'd probably say exactly that. Right. But you're right in that like when that situation comes up, you are you just lose your cogs, or at least I do. And oh, like yeah. you you become like half as smart and I, it's like I don't know, it's maybe it's like the opposite of getting in your car is not just getting out of your car, but getting uh, you just become stupid and like unable to help yourself. Well, it's got to be something with adrenaline too. Yeah. That's true. Okay. <sighs> I was thinking about this the other day. Is there, and this is this is the opposite of, of feeling helpless, but is there a word for like feeling in control to a to an extent that? Uh, okay, say 
how about I put a bucket at one end of the yard and you're like you're 30 paces away and you have a tennis ball and you're trying to throw that thing in the bucket uh, I, I could have just said like beer pong uh, but okay so you're you're over there trying to throw this thing mm-hmm. and you get that feeling where it's like it, oh, it's like the Star Wars or the Star Trek warp scene you know where you just get like tunnel vision in the best sort of way and you get this this uh this feeling and, and the ball's already like in the bucket before you throw it you know what i'm saying oh the, okay right it's like the dart is is in the bullseye and you're already cracking another coors light before you, you throw the dart <laughs> right. you just get this feeling like you're on right yeah what the what's the i'm sure other cultures have a much more formal word for it the japanese for sure gotta be yeah yeah um you know i call it like being in the zone i guess it's flow or or something like that or clutch clutch well not quite clutch because clutch is more last minute it's not quite clutch it's not quite flow it's not quite confidence it's not quite like assurance but you know when you're, you're throwing the frisbee and it's and you already know it's hitting the chains yeah and you throw it right every time yeah, yeah, and you know, and you just feel it, right? Like, through the whole process of throwing that thing. Hmm, man. There needs to be a word I, for that, and then there there needs to be a word for this other thing where you just got in your first accident, and it's like you spilled your Cheerios, and Mama can't pick them up for you. Where <laughs> <laughs> you sort of turn, words. like you turn kind of pale, and you <laughs> get a dry mouth, and you're like... <laughs> I'm I'm named Skyler. <laughs> I'm I'm Skyler. <laughs> oh yeah. man. There there needs to be a word for for each of these because so many problems in life arise out of like these two feelings, either having the good feeling and others around you not having it or having the bad feeling and others not recognizing that you are just an infant among a sea of adults. Right. Well, in, in both cases, you end up looking like uh, one extreme compared to the rest of the population. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, just makes you feel worse, it, especially if it's, the, if it's the bad thing. But have you also found that when you are in the zone, like playing pool or something, and you're like making too many shots, you feel like you should miss a shot? Do you ever get that feeling? Like, all right, bud, cool it. Um, I don't know. I I don't think so. I man, I think whenever that happens to me, I I try to write it out as much as possible. Yeah. Like yeah, I've I've had that in disc golf before. I've had that in pool before. I've had it in snowboarding before. Um, where everything's just everything just goes right. You're doing everything right for yeah. for X matter of time for you know for. A certain amount of time yeah man it's, i just, just try to all becomes one enjoy it while it lasts of, yeah instead of like staying upright on the snowboard and like seeing 20 feet in front of you and i don't even know what you do on a snowboard but it all just becomes like walking yeah or driving a car after 13 years <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i think i can actually relate this a little bit to the bike because a couple weeks ago I experienced for the first and only time so far what they call a biker's high. It's it's a runner's high, except on a bike. Yeah. Nice. Um, and it was cool. It was a 22-mile ride, which was my longest yet. And I think around mile 15 or so, I just realized, like, I'm I'm going really fast, but I like my legs aren't hurting. I'm not straining to do this. I'm just, like, I could just keep going forever. It's easy. Right. I think it's the same same feeling as as a uh, as a runner's high as a runner's high and as uh the this thing that we're trying to put a word to yeah where everything's going right where did you're this, on a uh, good streak did this biker's high also last after the bike ride for about an hour for a um, while or was it just just kind of in that moment i'm not i mean i don't like my vision didn't change so i'm not sure Man, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was an official biker's high with the huge endorphin rush or not. Yeah. 
I know what you mean because, like, when I run, anytime I, I hit anything over like three or three and a half miles, I feel there's this point where I feel like really, uh, there's no better word for it, but like really cool and badass, hmm. right? And like confident, and like any decision I make right now would be the right one. Even huh. though in my mind I know that I'm like a lanky, gangly man <laughs> out there who looks like he just heard about a a sale at Whole Foods for mild guacamole. And he just <laughs> he can't get there fast enough. But in my head, I am uh, I am like Al Pacino. Really? I don't know why I, don't know why I said Al Pacino. He's <laughs> Hey. hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, from Happy Days, Al Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> Bradley Pitt. I'm the yeah, Bradley, Bradley Pitt. Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my understanding of a, a a runner's high as I get it. Okay. So so can, can I, you tell Can sorry. I just say that more than anybody else in this world, I think that when I am running, if you were to just watch me, you would realize that humans have two legs that are solely you know they're they're capable of moving independently of one another <laughs> they don't look like they belong on one on one right. thing it's very it's very evident that they are two separate legs <laughs> huh. anyway well i'm not sure what to do with that information <laughs> it's just a in my mind i i feel really really badass but Somewhere in there, I also know that the other is that the other is true. Well, I don't know, man. I think I think anyone who's running, um, personally, whenever I see someone running, I don't. I try not to like judge them on the form or anything because I'm like the whole time I'm seeing them, I'm thinking to myself, "Oh man, that that looks hard." <laughs> like it, it's it's really hard these days for someone who's not. Uh, I guess a quote-unquote runner to just step out of the house and run like a mile. Yeah, that's man. It's it's quite the feat. It totally well. It's 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 hard to go out and ride a bike too. I mean, it sounds. I mean, it sounds like I'm joking, but, but it's totally not because. But there's there's a saying made after riding a bike. It's so it's so easy. It's like riding a bike or something. <laughs> <laughs> You don't forget it or something. Oh, come on, come on. I mean, you, you learn so to run before you learn to ride a bike. That's true. But, but I think I get your point. But see, running, you need to worry about different, uh, different parts of your body going bad, like shin splints. Dude, those are yeah. the freaking worst. Those are, yeah. those are like the barrier to people becoming runners. Well, now can I say that I used to have these problems? I used to have like knee problems and shin splints so badly. And then I got a pair of, uh, I got a pair of those Vibram five fingers, the toe shoes. Yeah. And I started running in the grass along the trail. Okay. The first day I ran, I ran like a mile and a half and I was used to running at that point. Like I'd run maybe four or five miles, three or four times a week. And I only made it a mile and a half, but I felt good. And then that night my calves started cramping. And then for the next three days, I could, I walk like I had a stick up my butt. And then it was probably a week and a half before I could actually run again. Just because mm. I had never run with the right form. Right. I always ran like on the, on the back, on my heels, instead of like running up on my toes and like not, yeah. not slamming my heels to the ground, like just barely tapping them maybe it's it's like if you if you run like a ninja right run so you're not making any sound or the least amount of sound as possible like that is the best form yes yeah, I, I noticed that too when i was in my running phase for a while i yeah? i was i was doing the same thing wrong when i first started like naturally i felt like it was better form to run like i mean like you're walking or like you're marching in a marching band where your heel <laughs> hits first and you're like rolling your <laughs> rolling the ball of your foot down and that is just terrible for you it might be a bigger problem with taller gentlemen like us where we feel like we have to slap our feet like uh <laughs> yeah. like john cleese <laughs> like, yeah. you know i totally i get that i totally get that but after i got these toe shoes and and ran in those 
and I'm not like an evangelist for these things, but they were like really good form trainers for me. I, I actually don't really use them that much anymore. I run in regular shoes, but it's good to like correct your form. But after I got them, I never, I've never had shin splints since splints since then. Wow. Yes, yeah. that's impressive. So, but it's it's something to say that your form's fixed too. So that's that's good. Um, Absolutely, and I but I used to have big, big league problems with shin splints before that. So they're not fun. And I, yeah. man, when I first started, I I got shin splints all the time, and then I I got some of those shoes where you actually like look at the I guess stats and how the shoes are laid out and whatnot, and you look at your current shoes. And you look at your uh, level of pronation, like where you step on your, on your on each foot. Yeah. Naturally, and so I got some shoes like according to those stats, and and then I changed my form as well. And for, at that point, that actually fixed it. And I I sort of got the same feeling where I'm like, holy moly, I've gone like, not even a mile, and my quads are sore. Like normally it's my shins at this point. Yeah, but you're just activating like new new muscles and new fibers. I yeah, and so you're I actually li- working the right muscles. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So when I ran on the trail in the grass, right, that works like so many little things in your ankles and like makes you adapt on every footfall. And just through mm-hmm. doing that, like I I develop cankles. Uh, I like my I think my muscular like in my legs. I already had chicken legs to begin with, but I didn't really develop big calves. I just developed larger chicken legs, if that makes sense. Really? Yeah, yeah. So not more defined, but a little like wider. Oh, they're a little defined, right? There, there's some veins that pop out if I if I go hard on a run. Um, I'm never gonna have those gorgeous soccer player legs, though. I'll be <laughs> right. Honest. But so, what do you mean by cankles? You mean just like your ankles got like wider? It it feels like it, and maybe not. Maybe they were always this big, but it feels like my Achilles tendon like moved outwards or something, like moved to be more straight with the back of my heel. And I don't know. They were probably always oddly shaped to begin with. But my feet, I know my feet shrank about a full uh, shoe size because like what? my feet contracted. Yeah, absolutely. Like they kind of got a little bit more of an arch and they just became like more vascular and tight which sounds painful really it's like they feel you know they feel more like uh like tiger paws now like i can can oh that's weird i've never heard of that yeah 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 so uh so how long has it been since you last ran oh it was uh just a couple days ago oh so you're still running i'm still running a little bit but yeah okay yeah i have some back problems i'm trying to heal so not so every yeah, day. I was gonna ask if if the feet changes are something that occurred like uh, a year ago and you haven't ran since. Are the feet still the same? They're they're still the same. They're still like they've uh, like the tiger paws they've changed to. Yeah, yeah. And this that is maybe, cool. This could be this could be total bullshit everything i'm saying right now but i feel like i feel like they they shrank a size i haven't like gotten a a pair of true size 12 shoes since and i used to like fill them out but now (laughs) just tight little puppies in there that's cool gotta get my my hush puppies in size size 11 man so weird that's that's one of the weirdest things i've heard all day actually i didn't realize that that could happen it it makes sense though you're working those feet yeah, I, you got to Google that because I, I could just be spouting bullshit and maybe, I don't know, maybe it was all in my head. But I'm slurping it up, man. I believe it. Please. That's that's my Kool-Aid today. Take it. <laughs> Drank it. You know, I've got to say while we're on the subject, uh, I don't know if I've ever formally thanked you. You gave me an old pair of your Vibrams uh, way I? back when. You did. Oh, uh, yes. The yellow ones. And yes, that's dude. because my feet shrank. And I had to get That's a pair why. a little bit smaller. No kidding. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So this is a real thing. Um, but, man, I still wear those things to this day. I love them. That's I don't awesome. wear them to work, but I, I wear them, uh, like, if I want to go disc golfing or yeah. 
sometimes regular golfing i look like kind of a dingus yeah yeah well yeah you can't just wear them out in public i did that for a long time and you can't you shouldn't do that just don't do that (laughs) i wish here's what i really wish that you could wear them out in public and not get looks and not get asked about them i wish there was a pair that like there was a little sign you could tape to him that said, I'm not looking for compliments or like, I don't, I don't mean to be like the wannabe bizarro guy here. I just think these are comfortable and this is how I want to walk around. Cause so, they are. Yeah. They're comfy. Yeah. I've, I've since moved on to other barefoot shoes that don't have the toes, uh, but ah. have like zero sole. Those um, are more public friendly. They are. more ginger and friendly. That More ginger friendly. No soul. I think so. Huh. <laughs> I'm gonna squawk from you. Anyway, oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You um, know, I I also wear these things when I go kayaking sometimes. Oh, uh, be perfect dude, for that. They, they are perfect for it because you're if, gonna get a little bit wet when you step in the water and uh, and you know load your kayak onto the river, and when you when you like land and get your kayak out of the water. You're gonna get those shoes a little wet, but they're very water friendly. They're comfy. They, uh, dude, it, it's just all good. If it's I remember perfect. right, this this pair was an amphibious pair, where they were kind oh. of made out of swimsuit or, or like scuba. Oh, what's the wetsuit wet material? Suit. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's yeah. exactly right. That's the pair. Yep, and maybe <sighs> that's probably, why. I need another pair of those. Those were those were those were handy. They were breathable. Um, and we need to bleep all the, the mentions of this product because, of course, they're not paying us for sponsorship. They will before but, the episode's over. Yeah, I think I've, I think I've probably bought three pair now. Really? You have, you know? No, I bought four. Yep. Like I bought, I bought another pair for my girlfriend, which is very ill-advised. Does she like uh, them? She, so. She was never a runner, is still not a runner, but she got into a little running spurt, and I got these for her, and she loved them for about a month. And she, like, she ran, like, every day and wore these every time she ran and felt... She called me and told me how good she felt, and then, I don't know, things changed, and she stopped running, but it was was probably the worst purchase decision I made that turned out to be okay. Because why would she... At a time when she was managing a, a retail store with fancy clothing, fancy wannabe gypsy clothing <laughs> and jewelry, why would she want a pair of Vibram five-finger toe shoes? Well, I mean, they don't they don't sell like athletic wear and that kind of stuff, though, right? I mean, it, well, not out not outright, not outright, but but it's you mean uh, more of the style. They're selling stuff for athletic people, but no, they didn't like. It wasn't like uh, I don't. You you just weren't ever gonna wear those toe shoes with like an outfit from this retailer, right? Sure. Or else you you would get looks. <laughs> yeah. Deservedly. As long as she understood that, okay, these are just for when you're running. Oh, she more than understood. She, uh, <laughs> I'm sure she did. When I when I got these things. She was, she's always been very cool about like, you know, I know you like wearing your garbage rat hole t-shirt on Saturdays, <laughs> every Saturday for the last seven years that I've known you. And that's fine. <laughs> yeah. You can do that. But, and I'm not going to say anything, but just know that it's not that cool, Robert. And maybe slow down a little bit, Turbo. <laughs> So when I would wear these toe shoes too, like my whole outfit became, <laughs> became something. Uh, it looked like I was really reaching for attention when in reality right. I was just so comfortable that I. <sighs> yeah. You might as might as well have purchased a cargo kilt. Utila kilt. I'm glad Utila you brought kilt. that up. That's right. I'm glad you brought that up because I need some <laughs> new pants and I, and I'm getting tired of these two-legged pants with my legs moving independently of one another. I want one I just, big-legged pant. I just, I just want to put my utilicilt on in the mornings. I just want to jump into my pant instead of having yep. to like put them on one leg at a time. I just want. I just one want hole. to put my pant. 
I just want to put my pant over my head and then my shirt over my head. <laughs> that's that's exactly it. I just want to waddle that thing down my hourglass figure and walk out of my room <laughs> and make these ankles sing for everybody. These cankles. <laughs> I have not seen a utilical in um, several years. Which I, I, I bet I it's one of the comfiest things, though. It has to be. Oh well, yeah. It's and I don't know if it's it's something that. Uh, had a little surge of popularity and then has totally died out or if it's still up and coming I don't know I think it's effective it's it's efficient I guess is the word it, it just makes a lot of sense yeah um, it, it does and maybe it's like the underhand free throw in basketball where you know you have all these big tough centers who can't shoot a free throw because yeah. they're too damn powerful but if they would just underhand it, they could improve their percentage to like 80%. Yeah, they won't but they'll do it look weird doing it. Yeah, because they'll feel, I don't know, girly or something, whatever. But maybe it's kind of the same with the Utilikilt, where we could all just improve just the airflow and our general good vibes that we show each other. Yeah. If we all just weren't afraid to look a little silly. Just make sure to cross your legs when you sit down. Or don't. It's the new culture. Get used to it. It's another thing. Yeah, embrace it. nudity too. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, I wouldn't want to like get up in front of a movie theater full of people in utility kilts. Right. Sitting on those butter coated seats already and a little warm in there. No, no thanks. Stick with pants. Yeah. Are you are you following soccer? Do you still follow soccer? I do, yeah. I'm a I'm a big uh, USA soccer fan. Yeah, they're qualifying for the World Cup right now. So I, I follow basketball, uh, which NBA or college NBA, which explains why I'm so upset about this underhand free throw thing. But anyway, ah, sure. Um, you know, I just met my neighbor, uh, my and she's she is over 85 years old, but she is sharp as a tack, and. We were talking to her for a little bit, and it comes out that she's an NBA fan. Really? And she's a, a Spurs fan in particular. She loves watching the Spurs. And so I I immediately jump into my my mode of like, oh, well, uh, Kawhi Leonard, how, how do you feel about Kawhi's, you know, he's got kind of a shot at an MVP maybe. And um, she looked at me like, whoa. Hey, I thought you were, I thought you were going to chime in and say, no, I like I like this other team. You guys suck, old lady. <laughs> and I kicked her walker and <laughs> <laughs> So so who's your team? Uh I don't that's the problem. I really don't have a team. You know, obviously I okay. like the Warriors. Just like watching, I, I liked yeah. the Warriors when I lived out there and could watch them. I went to a few games before this, you know before they, they really blew up, but I don't feel like I can really claim them as my own team now that I'm I'm back here in the Midwest and Oh, I think you absolutely can. I don't know. They're You've t- got they're a piece of good. your heart. Ah, I see. They're they're too good, and maybe there's a soccer club like this where they've got a few too many all stars. Oh yeah, there's there's a team like this in every professional league, and in, in soccer in the Premier League, it's Manchester United, over mm-hmm. in England. In the NFL, it's the Patriots. In baseball, it's the Yankees. <sighs> You're right, but. I can't speak to soccer, but I, at least in the NBA, there's just like no shot of beating these Warriors. I really think there's there's no shot. They both have the coaching and the players, and the players that have the ambition to like slay anybody. And they've got hmm. they've got a full rotation of guys, right? They don't just have five killer guys. They have five more guys who can beat any other bench in the NBA. And they can swap them all out. Instead of teams who run like seven or eight guys in rotation, these guys can, you know, run a full bench. We're not a sports really? podcast, and I'm not a sportscaster, so I don't need to go there. But it's well, just still, so dominant I mean, in the NBA that I, I couldn't. But, okay, so if the USA pulled together a team like Man U, Man U, Manchester yep. U, Man U, if they did that, would you still feel good about watching them? 
Oh, absolutely, I would. And you would, yeah. That's a, well, that's the cool thing about it, and that's what sort of differentiates soccer is just the fact that this is international soccer. So the U.S. plays uh, like Mexico or Germany, or they they play other countries. It's like the Olympics going on like all year around every year. Oh, except just soccer. See, I so like that there's, therefore, there's, there's no break. Right. Well, it's. I mean, it's. There's. There's a match every. You know, maybe a couple in one month, and then one two months later. That kind of thing. There, it's that's fairly cool. sparse. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's that's what really excites me about it because I'm like rooting for my country, being a real patriot. Um, but so so I think therefore, even if the team sucked, I would still be a huge fan. Yeah. If the team was awesome. Dude, that would be the best because I I've been a fan for I don't know probably eight years now. You have you have several scarves. I, I do, think. man. I just get into it. Yeah. And some red, white, and blue headbands and T-shirts and it's just good stuff. Okay, so here's here's the thing with like me and the NBA is I have a few teams that I do like to follow and a few players especially that I like to follow. Do you feel? Like you have to follow other teams and other like movements going on around the the soccer league, because I feel like I have to kind of be somewhat aware of every team and who they have, so I can like have some foresight into like how how they're going to perform against other teams based on their players, ah, not just based on like records, but you know just based on like playing styles and even players. Man, I I really don't to be honest. I. Th- I'm not sure if part of that is again because of the international aspect, like the fact that there are 110 teams or whatever, like a ton, just tons and tons of different teams. But there are like rivals, like regular rivals that the U.S. plays, and it's always a tough match, and they always have these certain players. So those players sort of get ingrained in my mind, and I remember them for next time because they're definitely going to be a threat in the in the match, but. You learn by experience. Yep. At the same time, I do kind of feel guilty sometimes because I just follow international soccer. I don't follow the MLS league. That's like major the, league soccer. The national. The national. It's league? like the NBA. Yeah. Okay. Of soccer. Um, except smaller scale, not as it's popular. It's like the, the NBA <laughs> development league. It's like yeah. AAA baseball. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, kind of, except except a bunch of these international pro players come play here from all over the world. Oh, that's right. That's right. You have a, you have a whole different system. Right. Yeah, big time. Goodness. Okay. And then I also should follow the Premier League in England more than I do, but I I just catch a game every now and again. Um, but that's, that's some of the best soccer you can watch in the world, too, because they're just so damn good over there. But... I need to I need to watch a soccer game with you so I can because I don't understand it very well Man, right now. It's intense. See, the thing that I like the most about it is the fact that I, I like the fact that there are hardly any goals. Yeah. Because that makes it so much more special when you get a goal. Yeah. And that's that's why you see them like celebrate and go crazy after a goal. And same same with hockey too, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I just I watched my first hockey game with a buddy oh, last weekend. Uh, his team's in the playoffs and nice. I had never watched a full hockey game nor did I understand basic rules like icing or Dude, anything once once you understand icing and offsides it's a whole different game yeah okay so that's what I learned like I was kind of bored in the first period and then I think it's it's probably true with any sport including soccer and hockey it's like it's all spacing and proximity and time management and like then you have these special players who just transcend all of the above and are like glitches out there on the sports field and can like do unbelievable things uncoachable things and so i kind of i kind of learned this but uh, i think i could get into soccer easier than than i could hockey i i don't know there's something like when you sit down to watch a hockey game to me that still it feels like it exists in a separate world. It's on ice, and it, oh, it's yeah. like when you when you watch a game, it's a bit like walking into a stranger's house, and they just tell you to sit down on the couch, relax, have fun, but and you try to, but 
like everything below your utilicult waistline is puckering <laughs> and you're ready to get up and run out of the house if you need to because you're not sure what's going on that's hockey Agreed. that's ho- it's, it's it's like it's on it's ice hard to skates. relate to yeah yeah and i'm scared to death about these men like cutting the jugulars of other ones by doing a handstand and like skating by and yeah kicking there's okay so the game that i watched there was uh this player and this is an injury i never even thought of but the player was going towards the goal and made a shot whatever fell down and going full speed hit the wall mm. like perpendicular with the wall hit his head into head. the wall and was Jeez. concussed he was down for a while we took a commercial break and when we came back he was still down for a bit but then he got up and looked like he was on some other planet like he was not there he had smaller people underneath each arm pushing him back towards the <laughs> towards the bench right right jeez yeah so that's a some about you gotta it. be careful about that one. i mean people get paralyzed doing that exactly and i i hadn't even thought of that so that, you know that was jarring and that i i feel like happened pretty early in the game but yeah so, something about it just feels like um just feels like a whole like their fans are maybe just a whole whole other ecosystem that I have never been aware of and I am <laughs> I am not it's not that I'm not invited but if people see me in there they'll point at me and tell me get out <laughs> you're not one of us <laughs> kind of kind of I don't well, maybe it's maybe it's more inviting than I realize but Man, some. you've got some local hockey too that you can go watch sometime. I've done that. Have you? I didn't stay there. for the whole game, but man, it's it's fun to go to. You didn't stay for the whole thing. I didn't on is that it, occasion. It, was it a blowout? It was a big blowout, and okay. there was not much energy. They threw the fish on the ice one time, and then soon after, yeah, we were. Hmm. I think we were down like six one. So, dang. Man, live hockey games are fun to watch, though. I I enjoy the atmosphere. I enjoy... I, I don't know. There's something... Uh, <laughs> I, I When talking about like anything athletic or sports-related, I tend to use the word primal a lot, but there there yeah. is something primal about being there, especially if you're yeah. sitting in the front row. You see all these people, as the players like skate by, they're just banging on the glass, just don't give a crap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, slamming a beer i mean i don't know it's it is a different world yeah yeah it's the world of the uh, the uber sports fan (laughs) it's one it's one that's fun to be into but i just haven't gotten there with uh, with hockey yet man understandable i don't know man there's a i don't i don't consider myself an uber sports fan but People there do seem to go a little more crazy. Right. It's it's a different, it's sort of a, an agreed upon like hysteria, momentary <laughs> really hysteria is. for a thing. I, and I can't get over that it's like a little rubber puck. I don't know oh, something yeah. about that. And I just don't understand the mechanics of like the hockey stick and the puck. And I think I've just never, it's that I've never interacted with the tools to play this game. And that's okay. why I don't quite understand it. It feels a little bit alien. So, Gotcha. There you go. Hey, would you like to know a fun fact? Please. They actually freeze the puck before gameplay. Why? Uh, it makes it slide better. Is that is that true? <laughs> that's true. Okay. That's okay. Weird. So, I'm trying to understand this. So that would make it extremely hard. Hard and, and flat. Hard and flat, and to get hit with one of these things would be... Oh, boy. Those, that'd be a real challenge. Those suckers are, like, just solid rubber anyway. They're, yeah. they're They're hard, as it is. And, I mean, they fling these things, I don't know, what, 80 miles an hour? Some... F- faster? I don't know. They this just me fling them. Just makes it seem less inviting, even. I don't know. And this whole Zamboni thing, that whole business, I don't know. Well, and then pucks going out into the crowd, like they just, <laughs> like they they hit a puck pretty hard, and it just goes flying out into the crowd, and hopefully yeah, someone isn't smiling. That <laughs> hopefully nobody's enjoying themselves out there. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And even if there's a safety net, they kind of enter the crowd. I noticed that happened a few times at the games I was at, and even once in this uh, professional playoff game. Just well, there's only the a sa- there's only a net like on the ends where they where the most of the shots come through. But yeah, um, I mean, still they can easily like pass it across the ice and it's just go flying into the crowd at a pretty high speed. Partial decapitation. Yeah, that's. Good. I mean, I, dude, there there was actually a girl who got hit by one of those in in the town I'm living in, that uh, local hockey team, and she got hit, <laughs> and they had to stop the game and. Like bring bring in the ambulance and she was knocked out. Oh my um, god, poor yeah, girl. Yeah, there was also there was also a dude who caught a puck in his beer, then stood up and chugged the beer. 